0: Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast, where we strive to live courageously through the lens of scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Your host is a proud parent, a proud pastor, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Tune in today for your dose of Courageous Truth. And now your host, Eric Lundberg.
1: Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I am so honored and excited that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. We're coming up on two years of this podcast. I couldn't be more thrilled. Just a small podcast like this has gotten the uh, international attention that it has. Um, Continue to, to spread the word of this podcast. As always, it is my hope not to be a source of news or a source of breaking news it's just really to address certain things that are happening in our culture in our in our society um, and in the political sphere that uh, from a pastor and from a Christian's perspective uh, I think it's so important that nowadays we have to look at what's taking place in our world Um, we can't stick our head in the sand and wait for it to go away uh, we're living in, in some very unprecedented, very perilous, very evil times right now. And I think as the more we look at what's happening with a biblical worldview, with a biblical lens, through the discernment of the Holy Spirit, we're going to be able to uh, to decipher truth from lies. Before I get into this documentary and kind of break down some of the footage for you, I want to make mention, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it at the end of this episode, I have a a dear friend of mine, a good community member, a Jesus person, a church person, a family man that is caught up in these January 6th accusations, and he's actually being faced with charges. And I stand by him. I believe that what he is being charged with is unjust. I believe that. He has found himself uh, a victim of the political class that wants to use January 6th to silence dissidents. And I'm going to talk a little bit about at the end, but I'm going to have a donation link to donate to him and his family as he might be facing some actual repercussions for these ridiculous accusations that are coming at him. So stay tuned for that as we get back to this January 6th document. And I appreciate all the feedback I I received from my last episode on the He Gets Us movement. I think that that is just another one of those uh, social justice campaigns to take away from who Jesus really was and make Jesus who we want him to be. God created us, not the other way around. God is who he says he is, not who we say he is. So... Uh, if you want to go listen to that, I released that last week, uh, just my thoughts on the He Gets Us movement. I wanted to open up this podcast, there's a few things that I want to talk about, but um, what I wanted to is I wanted to open uh, with a, a, a scripture uh, out of Psalms 144, this is written by King David, written by David, um, and I'm going to read uh, Psalm 144 nine through 11. And this is what it says in the NIV version. Okay. It says, I will sing a new song to you, my God on the 10 stringed lyre. I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to Kings who delivers his servant, David from the deadly sword. Deliver me, rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Isn't that where we're at? today as, as really as americans as as conservatives as christians um we are crying out to god in one way or another we are crying out to god and say god th- rescue me from the hands of foreigners rescue me from someone from some entity from some ideology from some group who has plans for my destruction, who are not of my same spirit and of my same heart and my same passion and my same loyalty. Their mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. And when we look at the political elite, the economic elite of our world today, we see mouths full of lies and hands that are full of deceit. So what I want to do right now is, is I want to take a moment and, you know, I, there was a couple of different things I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to take a moment and review a documentary. It's about eight months old. It's by, uh, it's called the truth about January 6th" documentary, very simply. And it's by J six truth.org. And it's, it's just a, um, it's just a uh I'll put the link in the descriptions. It's basically just I guess an organization that uh does uh I don't know, uh tries to get the the uh the story the real story out of what happened on January sixth. Now I am uh I, I watched it last night and it was unbelievable. and this is just this is footage that uh was got. There's footage from Uh, police body cams there's footage from people that were were at the capitol building there is also surveillance cameras uh, from inside the capitol building on really kind of what took place and how it escalated to what it was and what the damage really was uh, on the american people now i have seen a few different documentaries but none were as shocking as this one and this is this podcast is not to take the place of it. The podcast is really just to kind of give you a quick glimpse and hopefully light a fire for you to go and watch this documentary. You can't find it on YouTube. You have to go to rumble and look it up. Um, I'll put the link, like I said, in the descriptions now. And one of the reasons why I I believe that it's so important for us to, to uncover this truth as Americans about what happened that day is number one, there is thousands of people who are being charged with crimes that day so many of which are unjustly charged the 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 mainstream media and the political elite they have have talked about this as an insurrection one of the darkest days in our nation's history and while they may be on that point it's not because of what the Americans did to the political class it is what the political class did to Americans and I have seen it with my own eyes footage that I have never seen before and I believe more and more is going to come out it was just said that Tucker Carlson had just accessed you know thousands of hours of tape from the the uh, capital that day so we'll we'll let him and his his professional team do that but a couple of things that I, I wanted to 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 note here as I was going through this documentary one of the most uh 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 shocking things was a woman named Roseanne Boyland Roseanne Boyland She was one of the four people who died on the Capitol that day. Not police. Don't let the media lie to you and say police died. Roseanne Boylan. And there is proof video footage from overhead cams that she was beaten to death by police officers. And I'm not even sure. And if you, I want you, I challenge you, when you go watch this documentary, to look at the police officers that are standing in the entranceway of, of the Capitol building, this, this, I'm not sure what side it is. I've been to the Capitol, but I was in eighth grade and I took a tour, so I don't remember what it was. But you will see police officers beating her to death with batons and the way that some of them were holding those batons didn't look like professional militant trained individuals it looked really like armed thugs that were just beating with batons and a lot of the men and women that were there that are being charged with assaulting a police officer were pushing back and trying to protect Roseanne uh, from being beaten to death and it is absolutely horrific and tragic that that is not how you that is not how you de-escalate a situation that's not how you do it you don't beat people to death when there's when there's a a, a big mob there and then the question that has to be arised about that day and I think that I've talked about it before but I'm going to keep talking about it and I wasn't even there and I can see the truth I was not there that day but the the footage, what you will look at as you go through this uh this documentary here I'm I've got it right in front of me so I'm just kind of uh poking through it here um there is a man uh named Jake Lane that a lot of this uh he's one of the political prisoners in Washington DC jail which is third world country type of uh type of a jail dirty there's no sunlight there they're completely, it's more like a gulag, it, they're completely uh, cut off, they're not allowed their attorney, they're undergoing psychological and brainwashing uh, programs while they're there, they're not given a court date, they're t- treated completely inhumane, um, murderers and rapists have far better treatment than these, these men that are there. Uh, they're complete political prisoners and everybody knows it. Now how this whole sort of thing started, this whole event that day uh, down on the cap, the very bottom of the Capitol steps, and you can see this. You can watch it happen on video. Now, CNN will take like snapshots of what looks like Trump supporters beating police. It could not be further from the truth. When you watch uncut, unfiltered uh, uh, videotape that doesn't have any edits, it's just straight videotape. You will see police shooting smoke grenades into the crowd the crowd wasn't even going past the barricades at this point they were just kind of standing there and protesting they're protesting the election they were voters they had the right to do that they're standing down where the inauguration would take place and they are protesting they're singing songs they're chanting you know whatever they they want free speech but they're not violent or unruly at all. It's just kind of families and working men wearing car hearts and, and boots that probably took the day off to be there that day. Now, what happened was is you will watch. You will watch police shoot smoke grenades and flash bombs into the crowd. One of the flash bombs actually sent a man into cardiac arrest and killed him and he died on the spot. And what you will see as you go through this, you will see, okay, I'm I'm kind of flipping through it here. It's it's just out in front of me. Um what you will see is you will see uh uh those flash bombs go off right next to people, right in the middle of people. We're not talking about enemy people. We're talking about American citizens, unarmed American citizens that are being just completely bombarded and completely shot at and and really just instigated. You see people up on towers with megaphones, you know, instigating the riots. I watched a police officer, a man was climbing up on the outside of the railing uh, from one of the stairwells, the granite stairwells that go up to the Capitol building. On video, you see a police officer or someone dressed like a police officer push him off and he falls down probably 20 feet now if you know anything about police training i do and i'm not even a police officer you will notice that that or you will know that the the protocol is not to push people off of buildings or off stairs it is to pull them up over the railing and then bring them into custody If what he was doing was even was even illegal to begin with. He probably shouldn't have been climbing on the outside of that thing, but it's not a a, it's not worth death. And anyway, so the police officer pushes him off. They have to get a gurney out and protesters put him on a gurney and carry him out. And it's just like so. Oh, my gosh. So it's stirring up the crowd. And then, of course, you know, the police officers pull back the barricades and start waving people up to the top. And then once they get up to the top of the stairs, that's where Roseanne Boylan, she is beaten to death. They're maced. There's people that are dragged into that entryway and beaten mercilessly. There are video footages of police beating, hitting 15, 20 times uh, different protesters. Um... You know, it just complete unnecessary force. They're just beating people to death. It is, a, it is a war on the American people. It is the police. You watch it. It is the police that start the fight and the police that are overbearing with their force and beating people with their batons. It's just, it's just tragic. And then you get to the case of Ashley Babbitt and you can see the whole thing unfold. There's people standing in the hallway. There are, are some Capitol Police standing in front of this doorway. The Capitol Police don't seem very uh, alarmed. They don't seem very afraid. They're just kind of standing there. There's protesters there. Um, and Ashley Babbitt, uh, who just happens to be there, uh, obviously unarmed, is, for some reason, she she kind of tries to jump out of the way of someone who was breaking glass, which is illegal and should be punished. Uh, It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. If you're creating vandalism, you need to be arrested. Bottom line. I'm not disputing that. But it doesn't deserve death. So one of the glass windows is broken. She tries to jump up into this glass uh, window. And you see a bunch of congressmen and senators in the background kind of like looking. So they're obviously not that afraid. But then you see a police officer pull out his gun, stand over to the side, and shoot Ashley Babbitt from probably 10 feet away. There was no deadly force. There was no threat to the police officer that anyway deserved a firearm. She is shot, falls backwards, and and, and dies right there. And so we're seeing all these things unfold, and, and, and it's being told and lied about and deceived that these things are just... Uh, It was just Trump supporters. It was people storming the Capitol. And that's what people love to say in the narrative. They love that it's an insurrection. You know, there was a protest and you're allowed to protest, by the way. I've gone to protests at Washington State Capitol. There was a big protest in Oklahoma where people filled the Capitol building chanting Black Lives Matter. Hundreds, if not thousands, I'm sure multiple thousands of people chanting Black Lives Matter from, the, uh, from inside the capital of the city of Oklahoma, okay? And so all these things are taking place. Like, I, you have to go and you need to watch this documentary. It is just terrifying. And there was four deaths there at the, ha- at the hands of the Capitol and the metro police, Now, don't forget, Donald Trump wanted the the National Guard to come in, uh, but they denied him. So really, I'm saying all this to say that there has like and there's proof. I'm going to I'm going to play a a clip here um, of protesters in the Capitol building talking with police officers. I'm going to play it here. There's police in the Capitol that day that are negotiating with the protesters and the protests are working alongside of them. This is taking place inside the Capitol building and protesters are having a conversation uh, with the police. I want you to listen to this right now. One of the most famous faces from that day is is this man with blue and red paint on his face, with the kind of horns and the coonskin cap type of a type of a hat, and you can see him being escorted into the building on that clip. And the 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 audio I wanted to show you was or play for you was just uh, it was just a, a couple of men standing inside one of the hallways, probably back behind the Rotundra that leads to the The I guess the congressional chambers or wherever they were were verifying the election. Um, And the police officer says, you have to be peaceful. And so they agree to it. They're like, oh, okay, we got to be peaceful. He says, okay, look, everybody, this must be peaceful. This must be a peaceful protest. I want to play one more clip for you, and then I'm going to explain it, and then we're going to put a wrap on this. I think the worst part about this entire ordeal is the fact that there are people who were arrested on January 6th that are facing unbelievable, they're facing 40 years in prison, they're facing all these charges that can't really be proven. Which, except just a couple of very nicely placed photos i have a good friend of mine actually i'm going to mention him the, at the end who is facing some of these charges was at the capitol that day now i can't say anything about it but what i can say is we need to stand by these people these people have been just totally maligned they're complete political prisoners this whole thing Especially after watching this documentary, January 6th was a setup against conservatives to arrest conservatives, to use them as political prisoners, to bring fear into the conservative movement, which is really a righteous and biblical movement, uh, you know, pursuing freedom, but, um, it was just a big fear tactic. It was a sting. It was a setup. It's obvious the police were were in on it. The way they were beating and and harming and killing American citizens, completely defying their oath to protect the Constitution. But what we see, if you remember earlier that year in the summer of 2020, there was riots all over the nation. Houses were burned. People were beaten and killed in the street. Businesses were looted, and all those people who committed those acts, none of them are in jail. They're walking free. They, they were let out on bail. They were, they were uh, completely, there was no consequences for them. We had Democratic mayors and leaders standing up in front of their cities, encouraging people to protest and encouraging people to riot and fight with police, encouraging people to burn down police precincts, encouraging all this stuff. That is a massive hypocrisy and double standard. It is very obvious right now that we are facing true political dissident persecution if you do not align with the mainstream and the more popular and the political elite you are public enemy number one and as american citizens donald trump ain't gonna save us okay we need a revival of the Holy Spirit that's all going to save us. My next episode, I'm going to comment a little bit on the Ashbury revival, but I want to play this this news clip that, that talks about just this. Uh, I'm going to play that clip right now, and then I'm going to comment on it, and we're going to end this.
2: Because he was preoccupied with Philip Anderson, um, a bunch of other people pulled Roseanne Boylan out. And there's video footage that I'm still trying to obtain that I know exists to this day of Roseanne being worked on by Trump supporters. It's very emotional footage. Desperately trying to revive her, doing CPR on her, trying to um, give her resuscitation. Where, When the cops whose job it was just stood by watching tear-gassing them and beating them. So there's footage that exists that people have not seen, and when they see th- when they see this footage, it's going to really help change the narrative. And don't be surprised if these psychopaths who run D.C. try keeping some of these patriots locked up for all four years of this fake-installed Biden regime. The Obama administration. And they'll do it just for the sick thrill of it. Jake Lang, who we spoke to not long ago, is one of those political prisoners being held in the D.C. Gulag. He was arrested almost immediately after January 6th, so he's already been rotting in there for a whole year now. And these worthless courts have repeatedly refused to let him out on bail while his trial is pending. Keep in mind that right now, in D.C., more than 90% of criminals are let out with no bail whatsoever. They're just let back onto the streets. In D.C., more than 90% of criminals are let out with no bail whatsoever. They're just let back onto the streets. But of course, a lot of them continue committing crimes because, hey, why not? And keep in mind that last summer, thousands of Antifa and Black Lives Matter domestic terrorist goons assaulted police, targeted them for assassination threw molotovs at government buildings, lit fire to occupied police precincts, burned down churches, destroyed staple corner stores, raped people, assaulted people, cost $12 billion in damage over the summer of 2020 in just a three-month period in the name of a career criminal home-invading thug. i sure many of them got arrested, but almost all of them were released immediately without bail
3: was january sixth different from other protests around the country that had occurred previously that spring and that summer and if so how following the death of george floyd there were from what i have calculated 537 different protests or riots where property damage was done and or other crimes were committed of those five hundred and thirty five plus riots that happened in a ten week span. So there was approximately fifty or more of them happening throughout our country on a weekly basis with that, with over billions of dollars in property damage being done. This is one day, one afternoon. Where there are. A handful of officers, as opposed to over two thousand officers alleged to have been injured. And on this one day, there is about a million dollars in property damage as to, as compared to over $2 billion. So as far as a breakdown, this is one afternoon, one day that ultimately was not what it was intended to be. That spun completely out of control.
1: And you can hear from from these two new... Uh, newscasters. This was the Stu Peters show. Uh, you're gonna have to look it up on the Owen Network. Uh, you can't find it on mainstream media. You got to go to Rumble to to be able to find it and access it. Um, you you can just see that the treatment is leaning towards the heavy-handed cons- towards the conservatives and very kids' play, taking the, the putting the kids' gloves on for the leftist thugs, the Black Lives Matter paid rioters that burnt down half of America with no consequences in the name of racism, in the name of fighting for justice and a bunch of this nonsense. Why do I bring all this up? Why have I talked about January 6th so many times? I believe that we cannot allow lies to shape our future. We have to allow the truth to shape our future. Now the ultimate end, and I'm, I'm also, it's on my schedule to talk a little bit about the Antichrist, and if you go back through some of these podcasts, you'll see uh, some of the sermons that I spoke at my church from Courageous Generation Church about the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is alive and well and shows us the complete and whole ministry of Jesus. Jesus is not done with the world, but the Bible does talk about that these things are going to happen as we approach the end. So I think that the whole reason for me bringing this up, number one, is we should be appalled and we should be enraged in a peaceful way, obviously, uh, at what our government is doing to its people. And I also want to take a moment, like I said before, is, is I have a friend who is being charged with some of these January 6th crimes. And I'm not going to speak into it. It is not my place. Maybe uh, once these things are over, uh, I can have him on this podcast and and and, and talk to him about it uh, personally. So I'll let him tell that story um, when he when he has time but uh, a man from uh, my local community, a Jesus lover, a family man, raising children at home, going to work, serving in his local community, building a youth center, doing all the things that people in a community would want from a man of God. And he went to stand up for what's right and is being falsely accused. And in the uh show notes today i'm going to put a link. We are raising money for him, really for his family and for his legal fees. I have personally donated uh to him, and I would encourage all my listeners to donate this kind this man is not someone that we need to go and be shipped off to a gulag and shipped off uh, to a federal prison for ridiculous charges. He's a man we need in our communities, uh building young people and building families. Um, and it's appalling that we even have to face the fact that a lot of, and the thing about a lot of these conservatives that are being charged, most of them are hardworking people that just wanted a free and fair election. The election was stolen from the conservative, from the American people. And and I would challenge you, if you're one of my left-leaning friends and you bought into this January 6th narrative, go and watch this documentary. Go and watch it. Okay? there is, and, and if you don't like the music in the background, press mute and just watch the footage with no kind of dramatic music influence. Because there is, is music in this. Just watch the footage. And there is no way that you can deny that this was anything but an attack on the American people. It's appalling. Anyway, uh, that being said, so if you want to give to uh, my friend, a good community member, a man of God, Rick Slaughter, I'm going to have the, uh, the, the uh, link in the show notes today. I would encourage you, even if you can only give $5, um, he is. this is definitely a fight that our whole community is, is fighting on his behalf. So anyway, uh, I hope this is helpful. Like I said before, this does not take the place of this documentary. This goes toward the documentary. We are living in times where lies are trying to shape our future, and lies are trying to shape our past. Lies are trying to shape history and our legacy, and we cannot let that happen. We must number one anchor ourselves in God's word, and number two, we need to look at uncomfortable truths and not buy into comfortable lies. So God bless you all. Thank you for taking a courageous stand for the truth. Have these conversations with friends and family. Be civil, be peaceful. Obviously, if you have these conversations with 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 people who are buying into the insurrection narrative, be patient with them, listen to them, give them an ear, but do not back down from the truth. We're all in this together as Americans. We're all in this together as as the human race fighting a spiritual battle against the Uh, enemy of our souls, and that's Satan, who is behind all these lies and behind every lie in the history of civilization. So continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. Continue to tune into these podcasts. Like, subscribe, share with your friends and family. Look at the links below. Give to my friend Rick Slaughter. God bless you all, and continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. We need it. See you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Remember, truth requires courage.